Tablatka Motor, we are up to Dafsama Gimel Amad Aleph, two lines from the top, three lines from the top. Simon, this is like a sign of what we're going to be talking about. Isha, woman, Karka, Ezer, support, Zeus, Shtei, Habrochas, and Tagri, Pachs, as we'll see. Amr Abulazam, Abulazam said, Koladim Shainli Isha, any man that doesn't have a woman in his life, no, he's not married, Eina Adam is incomplete. Because, you know, a man and a woman, as Chassidus explains, are two halves of one neshama. There's a feminine side of the neshama, there's a masculine side, and the two come together. So remember, it says, Zohar Nikkei Vabram, Hashem created them a male and a female, only, a female. only then are they whole. And together, they're called Adam. That makes you a complete person, makes each of you, the man and the woman, a complete person. says, Any person who doesn't own property, ain't no Adam, not a person. The heaven is for Hashem, the earth, the land, the ground is for people. And Taisa has already explained the, the main purpose of the land here is the, how to build a house on it. It doesn't mean just a piece of land, it means owning a home, a roof on your head. That makes you a complete person. Uh, says, My it says in Pasuk, Hashem says, let me make a support for other magician. Zoho, as it means support, connected means opposite him, seems to be incongruous. So he says, Zoho, if you merit it, Zarta should be, should be support. You'll be together. If you don't merit it, connect that you'll be constant rivalry. the following question. it's written, The way it's written is, which means like being whipped. But we really connect as if being opposite. Zacha, if you merited connected. Zacha, you merited and it'll be opposite you. No, in other words, together. But if you're not Zacha, it'll turn into with me. In other words, it'll be rivalry and um, and um, dissension. Ask Rabbi Eliyahu. Rabbi once met encountered Eliyahu. The Amalek he said to Eliyahu, says, "Esle Ezel make a support." How does a woman help out a person? What exactly does it mean? Omelet Eliyahu said to him, Other maybe chitin, the person's out farming, he brings home wheat. Chitin, kaisin, can you chew that wheat? Pishtin, he brings home flax. Pishtin, like, can you wear flax? No, the woman takes the wheat and turns it into flour, then make bread out of it that you can consume. Turns the flax into linen, and can make clothing out of it. Don't, don't you see how she lights up his eyes by making food, the mommy does her raglam and puts him on his feet, dresses him? Omer Abla Rosa said, My receiver says in Pasik, Other mission says, this time. As if there were other times, or this is the time. Etzim, atzame, a bone from my bones, a bosom of sorry, and flesh, my flesh. And that's Chava. What do you mean this time? He had relations with every animal, and his God had died, he didn't feel that there, were, that there was any relationship there. Until he had relations with Chava. And all the nations of the world will bless themselves in you, in, in, in Avram. I have two brachas. I have two also means two branches. I have two branches that I want to bring from you. Rus hamayavia, Rus from a nation Maya. We're not allowed to marry Maya, but the women's side you could. And Omah hamaynis, and Omah from hamaynis. Who were they? Rus was obviously, um, you know, um, was it, um, the ancestor of David. And Omah, who married David, was the ancestor of Rechavam and Chizki Hamelech, Yishai Hanavi, all these great luminaries. Call Adama, all the, 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 the families on the ground. What do you mean all the I feel the even those who cannot afford to live above ground, they live in caves underneath the ground, will always bless their children to be like Abram. They do not get blessed only on account of Abram Avinu. All the nations of the world, 
even those ships that travel from Gallia to Aspamia. We know Aspamia is Spain. Spain is like the end of the Mediterranean there. And um, or near then, maybe in those days, Portugal and Spain were really one country. So it went all the way to the end of the Mediterranean, to the wide, to the big Atlantic Ocean. And Gallia, we're not sure. Some want to say Gallia is Galil. So like no, it's from Israel all the way there. Others want to learn Gallia, other parts, they want to say Italy, but Italy is too close. So it's no big deal. So Lechid is somewhere close to Etchestro. So you know, the tire at that time where the civilization was. Uh, everything that happens in the world, not only to Eden, but to the world at, at large, happens because of the Eden, results because of the Eden, the way they behave and what we deserve. In the future, it'll be that everyone will drop their trades and they'll become farmers. As we know, with the Pesach says, the they will all descend and disembark from their ships. All those who hold on the sails, or the sailors, all those who travel on water, they will descend and step down onto the ground. So ultimately, the future is going to be farming. Then he says, which is then hard to, to reconcile these two statements, that there is no more, um, I guess, um, uh, there's no lower or elementary job, a lower job than being a farmer. It says they will descend, disembark from the ships, as if to say this is called a yerida, a step down. He once saw this ground, the he saw that they, on this land that they were um, planting um, cabbage, but they, they, they did the rows widthwise, which is not very smart because when the cows travel and they have to go around and plow, they take up wherever they, you know, they, whenever they turn, they ruin all the land around it. There'll be a lot of turns. Land usually was much longer than and wider. Amelie, he said to them, even if you turn around and you make all your furrows lengthwise, be far better to be involved in business. Rav, Rav, all the Bain Shili, he once went between a bunch of stalks, Khazuni the Kunaip, and saw the wind was blowing them and waving them. Amalui in Ayafati Slufi. I don't care how much the how much the wind will blow them. It's much better to go into business. Sounds like a real capitalist. Even though some safer writes, <clears throat> predates Karl Marx, he writes that uh, working on the land is is much is much more beneficial for many, many reasons, myriad of reasons. As we'll soon see, the murders have some positive things about working on the land. Omar Rabbah's Rabbah. Rabbah says, <clears throat> in fact, some say the reason why Lavi will all going to be working on the land is because then you can do all the mitzvahs of Truma and Maisa. If you do business, you don't have, you're missing out on so many mitzvahs. You know, all the mitzvahs we do with the land. And Shemitah, and so on. This year, they were, they were selling land all over the world. You could buy a little parcel of land, I don't know, centimeter by centimeter, and, and not toil it so that you're fulfilling the mitzvah of Shemitah. So this, if you have land, you can do all these additional mitzvahs. In fact, Morris says a Satan, why did Moshe Rabbeinu want to go to Israel So that he can do all these mitzvahs he have in Israel that you don't have anywhere else. Omar says, Iska. If you invest $100 in a business, it's called every day, you know, you learn, you'll make some profits, every day you can afford meat and wine. Mei invest $100 in your land. Milcha v'chafura. All you can have is all kinds of issues that um, you can end up eating only the you know, <clears throat> underdeveloped uh, vegetables and um, and that are salty and so on. And furthermore, many times you'll have to sleep on the land to, to watch it and monitor it and make sure it's protected. And, and, and it also causes a lot of strife and arguments, you know, who owns this part of the land, your land is you know, overlapping my land and who's taking the water, so many different dis disputes. 
the more it sounds like business, everything is straightforward. Nobody argues in business. It's only in, in farmers. Over the papa's papa. Zorav, nevertheless, it is best you should have your own little hobby farm. You should plant your own vegetables below Tasman. And you should not buy out in the marketplace. Better to, to, to feed yourself. Even the price is the same. There's no monetary advantage in, in, the, in toiling your own land and, and planting your vegetables. These get blessed because you know there's a blessing in, in, in the taking of so many blessings of your own vegetable. Plus, the Gemara says that if you don't really have an exact number, maybe you can put the blessing in there far greater. So therefore, also is you can go ahead and uh, and do these mitzvahs that you couldn't do otherwise. <clears throat> Says the Gemara Zavi is better if you, let's say you are some chasrashon you you know you're becoming you're losing you're losing money and everything else and you're facing bankruptcy. It's far better Zavi sell some of your items, your your pots and pans, whatever other things, but like Tazel before you become poor. Don't 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 be a hoarder and just start selling and pointing whatever you have so that you don't have you don't have to face poverty. But Hadimilibistaki, that's only talking about let's say utensils and um, and furniture. But your immediate clothing do not sell. Why? Because you'll have to go out, you know, have meetings and try to present yourself. People judge you by the clothes you wear, much more than anything else. They don't see the house that you live in, they don't know about the furniture that's inside your house, but what they do see is your clothing. If you present yourself well, you'll you'll get a far better hearing. To make sure that your clothes you retain. Uh, if you have a little, I'm going to give you general advice. If you have a little crack, a breach in your wall, time, fill the when you're saying you have a crack, don't wait till it gets worse. Fill it straight away. Relate tash pits and don't have to make the crack bigger in order to make a you know make a big job out of it. Don't make don't take a small job and turn it into a big job. If you can fix it straight away and it's a small job, do it. But what happened to your person that have, you know that's a, you know you're a very generous person and. Um, and you probably just and you have no you profligate and you don't have a problem, you know, paying a bit for a few dollars, then spites. Okay, so make the crack a little bigger so that you can make it nicer and fill it up nicer and it'll look it look better. But never relate Don't bring down the entire wall and get involved in building because you know when you renovate a house and you're doing building, miss masking. You are you're getting sick because um watching your house and renovating and a time is never a time, and the amount of money is never the amount of money. It just causes you harm. How true that is. Telling more further. Zovin <clears throat> Ara. Um, if you have a deal that comes by your way to buy some real estate, don't think too much. Buy it because it'll always go. Even if you overpay a little bit now, it'll eventually go up in price. When it comes to marrying a woman, don't jump into it. Take your time. Pause. Take your time. Think about it. Find out who she is. Make sure that's compatible. Which is interesting because you have some communities where you know they meet each other for 45 minutes and then they go ahead and get married. And the mother seems to say, No, you should go out for a while and make sure that you know each other. And because uh, the modern tradition says it's not obviously so if you marry somebody and five minutes later it doesn't work out. So Mosin is to take your time, be galasin, and nosim it's and then go ahead and get married. As Rashi says, otherwise you you'll you know. Look, you know, the relationship will not be a very settled relationship. It turns out to be, you know, that, that she's cantankerous or you are. It doesn't work. It works both ways. When it comes to, Gemara is giving advice out. When it comes to marrying a woman, don't marry somebody who is um, superior to you. Because then she will have no respect for you and, and the marriage is not going to be very pleasant. again, And therefore, better marry somebody who perhaps... Um, that uh, is either equal or even a little bit um, less knowledgeable than you, so that she'll respect you. 
But when it comes to a friend, always try to get a friend, uh, or not so much a friend, but a mentor, always get a mentor who is, who is who's smarter than you so that they can guide you in the right direction. You don't need somebody who is equal to you that you can do it yourself. Anything bad that happens in the world only happens before you saw on account of the Eden. Hashem is trying to point to us that we should do children. Amazing this Gemara in light of what happened in the world in the last two years. As the Pasik says, that I cut down the goyim, the shamu pinoisum, and I, I get rid of the corners, I destroy the chutzaisum, and so on and so forth. And the next Pasik says, exceed. And then it says, Amarti, I said to myself, that you should that you guys should learn a lesson for what I'm doing. I used to doing things for the whole world, and he wants the Eden to learn a lesson. So it's clear whatever's happening is happening as some kind of a message to us. Well, let's hope we can work out the message or get all this and over and done with. Going further, Rav having moved to Merabchia, Rav once bade farewell to his uncle Rabchia. Rabchia said to him, "Rachman, let's walk and meet the kosher meisa. I give you a bracha that the Ebrus should protect you, that you should never have to suffer or endure something which is even worse than death." So the Gemara asks, "Who me can meet the kosher meisa?" Rav was thinking to himself, "What could be worse than death?" Not like he went ducky search. Actually, found a pasuk where Shlomo Melech says, "Umoitze ani, I find marmen mabas." You know what's worse than death? As Isha, if, if you have, uh, if you if you're married to a woman who hates you for whatever reason, life can be a living, a long living, um, living experience that's far worse than death. Gemara says, which is fascinating. You have these Amorayim, we're going to have now these giant Amorayim, and they didn't really get on with their wives. Rav have the Rav, his wife would constantly taunt him and cause him anguish. If he would tell her, go ahead and make me some kind of a, a, a lentils of the lechimse, she would make him something else, beans or peas or whatever. Chimse, if she would, if he would ask for peas of the lechimse, make him lentils. Whatever he asked for, she did exactly the opposite. He had a son here when eventually he grew up, and he asked his son, go tell your mother I would like dinner tonight. When he went to his mother, he knew his father wanted. If his father said, ask your mother, make me lentils. <coughs> He would go to his mother and say, you know, father wants peas. And what would she do? She'd make lentils. So when he came home that night, for the first time in his life, he got exactly what he asked for. His mother must have approved. His son was so proud of himself. He said, I know the coffee. No, no, no. She didn't approve at all. I swapped things around. So Rav said two things. First, he gave him a big compliment. He said, This is what people say, that your child that comes from you, he can teach you a thing or two about life. In other words, they start, kids can be smarter than parents. But then he said to him, he reprimanded him, you should never have done this because you lied. You should teach them that they don't, don't teach them to lie because eventually, even in the case where it's right, they will they'll go wrong. It seems clearly more here that Rav himself could have lied. It's his son who couldn't. Rav could have lied because of Shalom bias. If he would have said, give me lentil when he wanted peas, and she would have given him lentil, it would be Shalom bias, be no strife in the house. So he could have done it. He just didn't have And you're allowed to, we're learning about Metzi, and the Metzi is that you're allowed to lie for Shalom bias. And then later on, the Marosa with the sorrow that you lied to at certain times. But to Rav's son, since it, it wasn't relevant to himself, it was relevant to somebody else, he had no right to. The Gemara said, Abhiya, his uncle had the exact same thing. So when Abhiya gave his blessing to Rav, he was talking from personal experience. Abhiya had a commentary. This is an amazing thing. Abhiya also, his wife is antagonizing. Yet, 
Whenever he was going, he travels, especially when he travels, but when he came back, he would buy her a present and wrap it up nicely. Give her a present, even though she gave him a hard time. Rabbi Grona, when he used to travel overseas, the Rabbi used to tell him to bring home his wife a present. He has to bring a present, like Rabbi Chia here. Only Rab, so Rabbi's nephew said to him, Come inside, are you giving the presents and gifts? She ruins you, she's, she's ruining your life. Amalei said, Dayenu, <clears throat> she is a fantastic mother. She Maybe as a wife, she's not great, but she's a great mother. And also, at the end of the day, she is our wife and we have relations. So therefore, I have to do the right thing. I, it's not exactly the way I wanted it. That's selfish on my part. I have to thank her for being the person that she is, which is a pretty amazing thing. Tell you more further. The great Amor Rabbi Yehuda that we always learn about, you know, who used to say things in the name of Rav, name of Shmuel, said to Rabbi Yehuda, his son. <clears throat> um, it says in Pasik, What do I find? Worse than death? And his son said, wow, what kind of woman is that? So Rabbi Yehuda said, your own mother. <laughs> he said that your own mother, that's what the Pasik is referring to. On another occasion, another person, the greatest joy comes to a person. Like we learned yesterday, all those wonderful, beautiful things about being married. It says the greatest joy comes to a person from your mother. And Mishra um, is from the first wife that you have. It says, Your origin should be blessed. And you'll be happy from the first wife they had when you used. And his kid asked him, for example, who, which woman are you referring to? It's like your mother. One minute he says that your mother is mamre mothers. Another minute he says that your mother is the, is the happiest thing in my life. How's that work? Says your mother. And one answers, mas She has a short fuse, short temper. But bavuri But it's very easy to placate her. And therefore, at the end it was all right. So maybe Rabbi also. He said, bring a present and Rab also. They that they used to um, get very angry for whatever reason, but. They used to calm down very quickly as well. What's an example of, now this is interesting, why the Gemara has to tell us what an Ishara is, because sometimes people convince themselves, that uh, the, the reason why the relationship is not going the way it should go is because it's her fault. And the Gemara says, no, maybe it's your fault. Why do you blame her? Maybe you're not behaving properly. But the Gemara give a few examples that this kind of behavior definitely is um, a, a sign that there's something not right in the relationship. And that uh, you know, he counseling, or that she is deliberately no. But when she deliberately does something, even if it's your fault, but if she's being this, you know, spiteful, then that's not right. For example, Amr Tacho, she sets a table. From one hand, beautiful setting the table, but then she not she unleashes a tirade against you nonstop until you sit down by the table, and even though you have done nothing, that's one example. Uh, Robert says, Robert says, sets a table, and then she refuses to sit in the same table with you and eat, as if she's she's doing his her duty because she's a person that does her duties right, but there's zero love in, the, in this relationship. So she's not interested in sitting, she turns her back to you. When a person um, marries a woman, his sins dissipate. In fact, we're having more brachas when a person gets married, all of a sins, one of them is a chasen. The day was chasna and a kala, all the sins disappeared. Like Yom Kippur, that's why they fast. Says the Gemara, what do you mean they all disappear? The organ, um, it says, Matzah Isha Matzah Taif. 
the Yafi Grozma Hashem, and the Shem desire should come out. And uh, therefore, it's like covers over all of the various. Moreover, in Israel, Kinasi, there's a difference between the Gemara here and Gemara Brachas. Mispaking means they get covered over. So the sins are still there, but he glossed them over. In Brachas, it says they all get forgiven, that all the sins are gone. So maybe these two Gemaras are arguing with each other, because it's not the same thing. <clears throat> but Moreover, in Israel, Kinasi, when a person used to get married in Israel, we had the same Gemara Brachas. A person used to get married, unbelievably, used to say the following Motza, I'm what do you mean, matzah, matzah? Matzah is, is referring to a posse where it says, matzah, matzah, type. Wow, what a wonderful thing. And matzah, 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 the worst thing is, so asking, how is, that, how is your relationship going? Is it matzah, matzah? So there's actually, I want to say the beautiful Why That matzah, 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 why taka do we find that matzah, 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 matzah? Because look at the word, matzah, 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 type. There's nothing about you. It's all about her. If you found, uh, if you found, um, you, you, you have a relationship with a woman and it's all about her, it's fantastic. But if a might say, Ani, if it's all about me, I found myself, then Isha Mar Mothers. If, if you, in your relationship you're not interested in, in, in contributing, you only want, want whatever benefits yourself, it's all about Ani. What, what is in it for me, it's not going to work. Or, or others say, Matzah is past tense and Matzah is present tense. Matzah means past tense, you found a, um, a very good woman, and, and therefore that's it, you don't have to look any further. And mites means you're continuously looking, in other words, you don't feel happy, you're not settled where you are right now. Taking one further, if you have a, a bad wife, there's a mitzvah to divorce her. It's actually a mitzvah to divorce We're not talking about uh, any abetus happened there, which we're learning about in Mark Suvis and Sunday. We're talking about the relationship is not good. There's no point in staying married, then, then there's a mitzvah to divorce, to because the Pasik says, <clears throat> says, Gorash lates. If you divorce, a late is uh, somebody who's a joker. And the Yates say modern. And then what will happen is modern, all the arguments will disappear. The Yeshiva is Dean Vikolan. And things will come down and abate and, and, and all the shame will be gone. In other words, is, there shouldn't be a, um, what Robert's saying, there shouldn't be a stigma. Oh, I don't want to get divorced because of the stigma or it's bad for the children. If it's not working out really in a bad way, sometimes, you know, it's terminal. And the Taylor gave us a whole parsha about divorce. It has to happen. And, you know, for whatever reason, you're both good people, but you're not compatible. If Omar Rabba says, Rabba, Isha Ra, if she's bad to you, but the problem is that, because the Ksuvas we have today is a standard Ksuva, but they used to, the Svartim still do today, but in the days, everybody did this, they used to, a they used to add to the Ksuva, over and above whatever's in the Ksuva, I'll also offer you this and that, if it doesn't work out, or, you know, if Chasma pass away. So what happens, you want a divorce, but you just can't afford it. It's too much. Is what should you do? Is um, and so so you have to somehow or another convince her to want to uh, to leave this this marriage, and regardless of the ksuvanats, what you do is threaten her you're going to marry another woman, and then it becomes unpleasant for her as well because there'll be rivalry, and if the other woman sides with him, it becomes two against one. It'll be uncomfortable for her. You'll get much more out of her if you threaten her to bring another woman in than to. Uh, you know, to hit back and shout back and all that. Silsa literally means like with a, with, a, with, a, with a thorn. In other words, if you're going to fight back, what are you going to gain from it? Nothing. That having um, been married to a woman that's bad to you is no, is no different than a stormy day. <clears throat> than a stormy day. Shunema says in Pasig, Delif, Toyed, Begem Sagir, it says that Delif constantly grips the water. 
and it bothers you. The Yemsagi, on a stormy day, the ages midonim nishtave and a woman who fights is no different because it's constant. It's not just a one-off thing. Everybody has sometimes differences of opinion, but it's a constant thing. And that's difficult. Like a stormy day. Look how wonderful a good woman is. You don't know how terrible the bad woman is. How wonderful a good woman is. It says, You found a good woman. It's good for you. Now, if it's not an allegory, it's not a metaphor, the tailor's really talking about a good woman. No, tailor says, She's a wonderful woman. What better praise is there than that? And even Taylor, it's a metaphor for Taylor when it says woman, it means Taylor, because we learn about Sanhedrin, that Taylor, Timolana, Moshe, Ma'ires, is as if we're engaged to the Taylor. So it's talking about Taylor. Kama Taylor, Isha Taylor. How wonderful is, is a woman, and the country even a greater praise. This Taylor is comparing itself to Isha Taylor. What can be more noble than that? Wow, terrible. The title itself uses it to say how bad it is. It's worse than death. And he began if it's merely a metaphor for Gehenim, then again, you're comparing Gehenim to Ishara. Says further, it says in the Pasik. Um, then the Navi says, and it may be Rashali I'm gonna bring you something really bad that you cannot get out of. I'm not what you're referring to, where you can't get out of it. You can always escape something bad happening. No, this no matter bad woman, but you can a hefty amount of money you have to pass on to the and you can't afford it. And, and what do you do then? So therefore, you're sort of stuck. That Abish gave it to me, and I cannot stand up. Same thing. You cannot get up, you cannot get out of it because you're stuck with the ksuba. Remember, you cannot walk without giving ksuba. In Israel, they said, the guy does not have a farm. And everything that he did that he buys is based on money. And that is unsettling because you don't know if inflation can come in, hyperinflation can set in, and you don't know. You know, it will be droughts and everything else over that you are relying on others and you have no idea what's going to happen. But <clears throat> it says in the curses that your children will be belong to another nation. Who's another nation? If your father has to marry another woman, so it's a stepmother. And many times the stepmother doesn't really get on with the stepchildren. So therefore, that's what it means, another nation who's going to take care of you. There's a positive, novel, these are all the curses. It says, novel in a terrible nation, in a repugnant nation, I'll make them angry. What do you mean? It's referring to actually an Isherok. So, the problem is that you cannot afford to give her a get because the Ksuba is too, too great. It says, it's actually referring to who is this Goy novel, this repugnant nation that is talking about the Tzdukim. We don't really believe in the in the Chazal. Actually, it says in Pasuk, this novel, this maneuver says in their heart, there's no God. Obviously, it's talking about Zdukim. They don't believe in Hashem in, in the way we do. Now, now, it's actually a bit odd because Zdukim do believe in Hashem. They believe in Torah Shabbat. They don't believe in Torah Shabbat. So, so they say that the, the word Zdukim was put in by the censor. They actually were talking about the Christians, the Minim, about the Kursim, and um, and the, the census took it out and put in Zduki. Because otherwise, Zduki doesn't make sense. Because they do believe in the Yishtu. They don't believe in Chazal. These are the people from Barabravia, which are known as barbarians, from Mauritius. 
Shemahalchin Arum Mishogiza, why they're called barbarians, because these were people who were completely uncivilized, very primitive, that they walk around naked in the street. There's nothing worse and more repugnant to Hashem and repulsive than people walking around, um, I guess, either scantily dressed or not dressed at all. Says, no, this is talking about a nation we had in Sech Shabbos. These are terrible, terrible people known as the Chabarim. And in fact, these evil people came to Babel, this, this nation called Chabarim. Um, as soon as he heard that, he fell off his seat and he felt terrible for the Eden living in Babel. He lived in Israel, but he felt terrible for the Eden living in, Israel, in Babel because these were terrible Rishayim and they, they show total disrespect to the Eden. Omrle, but they said to him, there's one redeeming feature. They're more than happy to accept bribes. Then Torah he sat back up in the chair. There's hope. Gozru al Gimel, the Chabarim came and they made three decrees with Gimel, and the Jews deserved those punishments because of three uh, things the way they misbehaved. Gozru al Abbas, the first thing is they, they put in laws of anti slaughter. No shit is allowed in bubble. Now, why did that happen? because the Yidin refused to give the gifts that they have to give to a coin. Now, there's actually an argument if all the gifts that you have to give to a coin <clears throat> from an animal and so on, does it apply in Chutz Laaretz? Rabbi Yechon is of the opinion, like Rabbi Yudah does, and, um, and Rabbi Loi Paskins, that even though then, yes, but today, after the base of Mishra destroyed, there's no mitzvah of Chutz Laaretz. But Rabbi Yechon felt, consistent with his view, that the Yidin should have given to the coin, and they didn't. Number one. Number two, Gozal Mechatzais. They banned all the bathhouses. Why? Because the people were not very careful, particularly in the laws of Mikveh. The third thing they did was, which is awful, they exhumed all the bodies that were buried, all the Jewish cemeteries. And why did the Jews deserve that? Because they joined them in all the Goisha holidays and they drank with them and celebrated with them together. So therefore, the, 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 the previous generation were punished. And though the Eden kid hit such a low depth, the parents are also uh, liable and therefore they were punished. Never it says, Hashem punish you and your ancestors. Well, how were the ancestors punished the dead already? They were being exhumed from their graves. The living sin, then the, and, and they do despicable sins. The Mesim are also liable. The parents are liable. How did the child behave in such a way? It must be the parents' fault. It says that they will not gather together and they will not be buried. They will lie there like excrement on the ground. That's how they're going to be. And then it says, The thing will be so bad, you prefer, to, you prefer to die rather than live. But dying is also no good because they're going to take your bodies out of the ground. <clears throat> Why would they prefer dying? That, um, so you're know, saying here that we, not that they, they will choose, that it will be chosen for them, uh, for the Rishayim. So they shouldn't be able to continue living as long as they're alive in this world, they're continuing to sin. So doing them a favor. If they die prematurely, they will no longer sin. And the Yibu will be Gehenim, they'll go to Gehenim. At least they'll go to Gehenim and eventually they'll go to Ghanaian. Kosov Besef Ben Sira. Ben Sira was Yimriyo's, according to some, was Yimriyo Hanavi's son. And in fact, the word Sira, the Gematria is the same as Yimriyo. 
Sira is Samach 60, Rage is 200, and Yud is 10. So 270, and Aleph is 1, 271. And Yirmiyo is exactly the same, Gematria 71. And, um, and because he wasn't born in a natural way, he was born by Yirmiyo once being in a bathtub, and some semen escaped, and then this, and then, um, this woman came in the bathtub, and, um, and she fell pregnant from that. So it was called Yirmiyo. It says that Yirmiyo and Ben Sira were learning together Sefer Yitzira. Sefer Yitzira is written by Avraham Avinu. And, uh, and it says Yimio used to use the Sefer to make things happen because it's a Kabbalah. And he sat and learned three years together. It says three years they sat together and learned Sefer Yitzira. And so, but this is apocrypha. And the Gemara Sanhedrin is going is gonna to disagree with a number of things that he said. But here the Gemara brings things that, that we agree with. So this is the advice that he gives. Having a good wife is the greatest gift for a man. And it says in Pasik that a God fearing person, it will be to have um, a good wife. But each raw, but if it uh, turns out to be that she's a, a bad wife, like a leprosy, which is always there. That it's not a one off thing, it's always there. What's the solution? You should divorce her, divorce her, and that will heal him from his taras. In other words, you remove the, the, the cause, the effect will go away. If a woman is actually, Yafa is physically and spiritually. She's pretty and she's also very idle. Yafa means a midas. And Ashrei Baila, not only is the, the husband the luckiest guy in the world, but Misper Yamav Kiflaim. He feel, feels like he's living a lot longer than his life. You know, it's like he's doubled his, his life because it's, she, she's, she's, she's pretty nice and also she's a Balmidus Tavis. So therefore, everything is great. Every, anything else that happens in life is, is secondary or insignificant in comparison. Avoid looking at pretty women. You might get caught up in their net. Do not turn towards their husband and become too friendly with the husband of someone like that. To sit with him, spend time, and drink with them. But this is the cause of many people who destroy their lives. There were many wounds in those peddlers who used to go from house to house. You know, these uh, Hoover salespeople go from house to house. The women were home and not the husbands. Because many times, on many occasions, they used to have relations with these women who were frustrated and it was like a spark that ignited a piece of coal like a nest or like a uh, chicken coop full of birds so too their homes are full of mirma of deceit and um, and lies and have a lot of stories to tell then he said uh, interesting advice you should never sit today and worry about tomorrow who said you'll be around tomorrow? Maybe you're not even going to be around tomorrow. So what are you sitting here and worrying about tomorrow? You should only worry about today. You're worrying about things that's not even belong in your world. The next thing is, don't have too many people coming to your house. Don't invite everybody to your house. You should be very friendly, befriend as many people as you can. When it comes to trusting someone, you should be discreet. You should trust someone, choose one in a thousand that you can trust. Most people you cannot trust. 
אמר רבי אסי, רבי אסי says, אין בן דוד בו עד שיחלו כל הנשמה שבגוף. We had this a few days ago, משיח will not come until this chamber known as גוף. Why is it called גוף? Because all those נשמה have to eventually come down into a גוף. משיח will not come until all the נשמה have been removed. Yeah, we learned more in the last few days was, and in fact, that's the cause, of, that's the basis of the Mitzvah Puravu. We want to bring משיח. That's the whole basis. But Rabbi Huna said that in the Mitzvah Puravu. Shlemet says, because also to populate the world. Shlemet says, Kiruach Mofonai, the spirits is Neshamas. Before my Yatai would delay Neshamas, that's easy. And I'll make more Neshamas. In other words, that these Neshamas are there to, to clear out this place. I'm waiting so I can remove all the Neshamas before I can bring the Gula. Tanya Blazer says, Call me Shain Isaac with Pirinivia. Anybody who does not occupy themselves in bringing children to the world, Kilo Shaifer Damim. It's as if they're spilling innocent blood. Shenemrat says, Somebody pours out the blood of a person inside a person. His um, um, his own blood should be uh, poured out. And the next part he says, So what do you mean? If you're not doing Puravu, it's as if you are spilling innocent blood. Abiyakar says, You are reducing the Abish to himself. We are the image of Hashem, and if you don't bring out more images of Hashem, you're reducing the glory of Hashem. And as he says, I think you did both. You were killing people. You're not bringing the Shams to the world as if you're killing them, by not bringing that in the Shams to the world as if you killed it, and let alone abortion or that, which is far worse. And you're reducing also the glory of Hashem. It says, A beautiful saying. Yes, there are some people that know Adidas, they, they dash it beautifully, and they know Mekayim, and they also, they practice what they preach, and they behave that way. There are others, know Mekayim, they, they, they practice very nicely, they know Adidas, they're lousy speakers. And then there are people, but you are the worst. Know Adidas, you speak so eloquently, but they know Mekayim, but you don't practice what you preach, because he wasn't married, he was a bachelor. And here he's telling us that the worst thing, if you're a bachelor, you know, bring kids in the world, this and this. What should I do? I desire learning Taylor. I, what about children? There are others who can bring children into the world. According to the Rambam, this is Machlech of the Rambam and others, or, um, whether this applies to anybody who wants to learn Taylor. Um, like the Rambam says, applies anybody who feels like Menazah, they want to learn Taita, so then they don't have to get married. In fact, the Rambam uses the expression, if Isaac bin Mitzvah, Patum and Mitzvah, if you're doing one Mitzvah, you exempt another one, surely for learning Taita, you exempt another Mitzvah. But the Rush and other Rishonim say, no, this only applies to an exclusive club like Benazah. It doesn't apply to anybody today. And even in the times of Tanaim, Benazah was exclusive. And in, in the other Gemara we learned, was in whatever, that Benazah was married. He actually was married to Rebekah's daughter. And then he divorced her. And Akiva's daughter told her mother that I am better than you. You allowed, you know, Rabbi Akiva, our father, my father, to separate for 24 years to become the great Rabbi Akiva. But eventually he came back and he had children. I gave up my husband forever so that he can learn Torah. Tanya Lenola Braisa, very similar. Rabbi Leza said, but just different name. Rabbi Leza calls me, if you don't have children, killing innocent blood, you never said, it's Rabbi Leza, but Azariah, not Rabbi Yaakov. Rabbi Zayu says, you're reducing the glory of Hashem. And Benazai says, um, that, uh, that, you know, what should I do? Amrul Benazai, yes, no, the same thing. Tell them what we learned. We say this in Dabani. That um, when he rests, it says, Shuba Hashem. We say that um, 
bring you know shuvah uh, rest the abish the rivers obviously so rivers is, is two times ten thousand twenty thousand and also is two thousand twenty two thousand in other words, the Shechina, Shein had Malam, it teaches you, Shein had Shechina, Shein had Malam, Shein had Malam, Shein had Malam, Shein had you need a minimum of 22,000 people before the Abish to rest. 22 is the letters in the Sefer Torah. So in other words, you need a thousand, and the word a thousand is Aleph, Aleph, which is like a, a teacher. So you need 22,000 Alafim before the Abish to rest there, a certain level of Hashem, a very high level of Hashem. Hadish Ahoy, so now the Gemara says, Hadish Ahoy, so now the 21,999, only because you didn't give birth to a child, therefore we were missing one. Aren't you the cause why the Abish that high level of Hashem is not resting and dwelling amongst the Eden? I'll go, I'll, I'll go even much worse than that, he says. That this person here who didn't bring a child into the world is actually Chayiv Misa. How do you know that? Shenemar says by Nodavavio. The reason why they died, they had no children. That is no, it sounds like the reason why they died, they had no children. They did have children, they made so they wouldn't have died, which is very difficult as Gemara because the Torah clearly says the reason why they died is not because they didn't have children, but because they entered, they brought an age Zora, strange fire. So, one of the shots of me is actually from my father that. When um, when a when a when a person does an avera, a terrible avera, Hashem punishes his, him, but also his children, and he sort of spreads spreads the avera out, so everyone gets punished far less. But because they had no no children, they had a very acute punishment, a very severe punishment, because they had no one to share it with. And so we say, because they had no children, therefore they had to die. If they would have children, they would have been punished. The children would have been punished a little bit, so it would have been very different. If you don't bring children to the world, you are causing Hashem to depart from the Eden. Shemar it says a pasuk. But the Eved says to Avram, "I will be your Hashem and to your children afterwards." He says, "This man says If you have children after you, I will dwell amongst you in your family. If you don't have it, who will I rest? On the beautiful buildings, on sticks and on stones. I need people. Okay. Interesting tomorrow. Okay, we'll stop here and see you tomorrow.